guys, welcome to our very first episode of Tea Time at the Water's Edge. We're very excited to do this. Um, today, we have our lovely pastor's wives here. We have Crystal Rastetter and we have Lisa Roby. Um, and this is Lisa's first time on the podcast. You've seen her husband, Steve, a lot. He usually sits in this chair. Um but I thought it would be good to have them on for our first episode. And as you can see from the title, we're talking about motherhood in the little years. And I would encourage you, if even if you're not a mom, please listen to this episode. I think it would be encouraging for you. Um, and also just, you know, give you ideas of ways to encourage young moms and just kind of know what we're going through on a daily basis. Um and so first off, if you guys could introduce yourselves, say how many kids you have, how old they are, and also how long you've been married. Sure. Um, I'm Crystal. Um, I'm married to Adam, and we have been married for 16, almost 17 years, and we have two girls, a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. Awesome. I'm Lisa. I'm married to Steve, and we also have two kiddos, um, Malachi is 18 and McKaylin is 16. Malachi will be 18 in December. Um, and we have been married for 20 years. Wow. So you both were married for a few years before you had kids? Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I wanted to do this episode because um, in our church, at least, we have a lot of babies, a lot of toddlers. There's a lot of young moms right now. Um, and so a lot of these topics that we're going to cover are just on my mind a lot. Um, now, one thing that I think a lot of young moms are struggling with these days is, you know, your tasks are very mundane, you're changing diapers, you're wiping tables, you're putting toys away, you're doing the same thing over and over again, um, and it can feel like you're not really doing anything meaningful, um, and your routines have changed, you can't, you know, go hang out with your friends like you used to. Uh, maybe clothes don't fit the way that they used to. And so you're kind of just in this very different stage of life. Um, and it's just tempting to question, you know, what am I what am I doing? Is this actually meaningful? Um, so I wanted to see if you guys had struggled with this when you had little kids um, and what your encouragement would be for that. I think it's easy um, when you are caught in the day-to-day -day things, the laundry and things when they're little and you end up doing that so many times a day that it can get just boring and you're kind of thinking, oh my gosh, you know, before I had kids, I was very active. Um, I would run. Um, I was a teacher, but when it was me and Adam, it was just the two of us to kind of think about. So it changes your whole frame of mind, your frame of thinking. Now you have uh, little people, you may not get dressed up the way you did or have the time to do it, and you feel <laughs> perpetually exhausted at times. Mm -hmm. So it does make it very difficult. But I think, too, we have these precious children that are gifts from God, and you think about how important it is. We are building their foundations for their lives, right? We're helping them learn how to wipe their faces and um, th doing for them what they cannot do. And they're relying wholeheartedly on us to do. Um, and I think we can show God's love to our kids and everything that we do. Um, and so when it gets uh, boring and dull, which, you know, that's the great thing about kids. Nothing's ever the same all the time. So they do keep it lively and fun. And I think having fun in those moments with the kids, um, just helps out a little bit with it. And I think remembering your purpose, we have the most honorable job to raise God's children that he has entrusted to us. 
And so I think with that in mind, you can conquer anything and that can help you overcome those kind of mundane moments. Um, I definitely agree. I don't know of anybody that hasn't been caught up in those feelings or emotions of thinking, what in the world (laughs) am I doing other than changing diapers and feeding babies and all that stuff. Um, I remember a few things that helped encourage me was um, just to change my mindset about it. Instead of thinking, I have to do this, like I'm blessed to get to do this. I, I get to do this. Like I get to do this for my house. I get to keep my house clean and have a home that can be, we can use for his kingdom. I get to, you know, um, go to the grocery and just help my husband um, take care of our house, take care of our children. Um, and like you said, we're, we're teaching them the foundations of their life. Um, so it is an honor. And was I ever perfect in thinking that all the time? No, but like, I'm thankful that God would always bring that to my memory. Like when I would be frustrated, I remember just moments, like I remember specific moments of just being like, Lord, just change my thoughts on this. Like, help me stop thinking that, I, I have to do all of these things instead of like, I get to do these things. I'm blessed to get to do these things. Um, and then just an encouragement that came from me from a friend who now has young kids. Um, she just made a post the other day and she was like, these are the things that I prayed for, you know, like are these mundane things, the very things that we prayed to God for most of our lives. Um, so like just being reminded of that as well, like, um, it can seem like a hardship. It can seem like it's never going to end, but like God's faithful to help us through those moments and um, provide the extra strength and patience and grace that we need to to get through them. And it's such a short time. Like yeah. you got a 16 and 18 year old. I, oh I have a 13 and a 10 year old. It is the blink of an eye. Yeah. So that's another encouragement. Like it might seem long in those moments, but it flies by. Mm-hmm. So enjoy the season that you're in, mm-hmm. you know, and just be grateful, grateful for it. Yeah. Um, a scripture that um, I was looking up when I was like thinking about these things was, I believe it's the Colossians 3, 24. Um, and it talks about like our work isn't for men, it's for the Lord. So just being reminded of that too, like, I'm not doing this for anybody else but for the Lord and what he's blessed me with. So just be reminded Mm -hmm. of scripture too. Yeah. And you're not doing it for yourself either. I think think that's a big problem is that some women, they they are looking for some kind of fulfillment in whatever they're doing. And so they put all their satisfaction in how they parent and how they take care of their house. Um, And I think another thing that I've noticed, especially on – social media, which I know, Crystal, you don't partake in that. (laughs) But um, there's a lot of just like this victim mentality, especially with little kids, like, and there's a lot of like putting down of your kids and making fun of them, I think, just to kind of like make yourself feel better. Um, But it's really sad. And then really, the only encouragement the world has is like, you know, you just need to love yourself more, you just need to like, find yourself again. Um, and it's just, it's just kind of sad because you can see these women don't seem happy. Um, and one of the verses that always comes to my mind whenever I see all these like self-love kind of posts is, um, from Matthew 22, where he's talking about loving others as you love yourself. And I've heard 
some Christians say like, oh, see, the Bible does talk about self-love. I'm like, no, that's not what that says. <laughs> it says that you already love yourself, love others as you love yourself. Um, and I think, um, and Steve was preaching about it today, just like selflessness and self-denial and how you need to take up your cross daily and deny yourself. And I feel like since being a mom, that idea of taking up your cross daily has really just become more real for me because you really need to do it on a daily basis because sometimes, you know, somebody's waking up in the middle of the night, somebody gets sick and it's like, it can feel like one thing after another and it is, but you constantly just every day have to deny your own wants and, um, and I've caught myself too even wanting to like, um, you know, get angry if I'm interrupted doing the dishes because in my mind like oh doing the dishes is like a good thing like I need to do this and you're interrupting me you know and this is <laughs> this is bad but um you need to deny that that desire that you have in your head of like oh I need to do this first and then I'll take care of you um and I do think on a practical level there are times where you know you need to rest and you do need to take care of yourself we're not talking about like you know, self-loathing or anything like that. Um, so in your guys' minds, what is like the appropriate level of self-care when it comes to being a mom and when does it become selfishness? I think it's that sacrificial love. You know, when it's all about you, that's when it's too much. You have to stop and think. There are moments as a mom where you, you know, you have to decide, oh, if I need my sanity for the afternoon, I'm going to lay down. You know, I might wash the dishes later. I might just rest right now so that I'm refreshed when the kids wake up and we'll be ready to go. Um, but I think it, it our culture is always, it's, you know, me time, me time. You know, what can I do for myself? It's not about ourselves. It's we need more Jesus time. We need more encounters with Christ. And even if that's like, I, I was trying to remember and think back, and it is hard. I think one of the blessings that happens as moms is we forget a lot of the difficulties um, and remember, have such fond memories, which is amazing. Um, but I, I know there were times where I was, you know, frustrated or, you know, I'm like, oh, man. But I think, um, you know, it, taking a moment to like lay down on your bed, listen to a worship song, quote scripture to yourself, you know, some kind of things, just a popcorn prayer to Christ, you know, to, to refresh you and rejuvenate you, to get, to keep you on task with what you need to be doing, because that's where we get our self-love is from Christ, which the love that we extend and the grace to our kiddos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I have to be careful because I can totally lean towards the whole like self-loathing loathing, mm -hmm. um, part of things. Because like for me, like when I do anything, I'm like, well, I could have spent that money on getting the kids something or I could have spent that time like doing something else. So just being like prayerful over it because I don't think like all of our self-care things would be the same. So I think it's mm -hmm. it's a little bit difficult to say like the level. I think it is definitely a conviction um, mm -hmm. between you and the Lord. Um, but I believe like maybe something to think about is like, is this becoming an obsession um, is this taking away from my family time, our budget, our like things to do with the family because I feel like I need this type of thing. 
is it becoming a crutch? Like, I feel like I have to do this in order to be a good mom, or I have to do this in order to feel good about myself type of thing. Um, so I think like those are things we can think of. And if our answers lean heavily one day, then I think it's becoming the selfish ambition type of thing. Um, I do think self-care is good, but true self-care comes from the Lord. So he is the only one that can restore you. He's the only one that can give you the rest that you need. He's the only one that can bring peace to your heart. He's the only one that can bring you joy every morning. So like if you're pursuing other things outside of that, then only pursuing other things outside of that, then I think you might want to check your heart. <laughs> yeah. And I think you'll hit a wall. You know, yeah. those are all temporary. temporary. You're always be looking for something yes. different. Um, so you yeah. have to go to the source. Yeah. 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 I remember um, shortly after we had our second, I was trying to like figure out like my cleaning schedule mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. <laughs> have all my ducks in a row. And I, there was one day I was just like frantic, like running around the house, trying to like catch up on things. And Mike was still home on paternity leave. And he just, he like grabbed me and he was like, you need to take a nap, yeah. like go lay down. And I was like, okay, I'll go like lay on the couch. And he said, no, go in our bedroom, mm -hmm. <laughs> close ah. the door, go to sleep because you need to stop. And I just like came to this realization that I was, I wasn't really doing all these things to serve my family. I was yeah. doing it to make myself feel better, to make yeah. myself yeah. feel like I was being like virtuous. Um, and I do think one practical thing that I found is waking up early. So like waking up before the kids get up, even if it's just like 30 minutes before that is huge because I used to wake up, you know, all at the same time and it's like chaos and you just, yeah, just to have those few minutes to yourself to just pray or read your Bible, um, even if it's, you know, 15 minutes or something mm -hmm. that that's been really helpful. Um, and I know one thing, another thing that young moms I think can get caught up in is like exercising, getting into like, you know, like a postpartum workout routine and stuff, um, which exercise is good. Yeah. You should do it. I need to do it. I, you know. I notice that my joints hurt if I don't exercise. Um, and so I think that is another practical thing that you should do. Um, however, I think it's very easy, especially with working out for women, especially to get in this mindset of what you're saying, like, like I need to do this. And if I don't do it, yeah. like I'm a failure or I'm not good enough. Um, and there's this one verse in um, 1 Timothy 4.8 that says, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. And I always think about that verse. If I wake up a little bit later than I wanted to and I only have time to either read my Bible or work out and I'm like, okay, I need to read my Bible because yeah. if I work out, I mean, that's, that's good. That's fine. But I didn't read my Bible. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, you do have to prioritize and yeah. Um, and talking about exercise and all that, I think what's underlying all of that is this expectation to, after you have kids, it's like we think that we're supposed to look like we haven't had kids. Like that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I know like, you know, people mean well when they say like, oh, you look great. You look like you haven't had a baby, you know, 
Um, I know that's a compliment, but I think that, you know, that can get in our heads. Um, and so another question that I had for you guys is if you have ever struggled with body image after having children, um, and what your encouragement would be for moms who feel, you know, maybe self-conscious about how they look now after having kids. Yeah, I think your your body changes in so many different ways, and it is hard because you have to adjust to a lot of different things. And if you were, you know, particularly active or if you were physically fit before, it looks different. It takes a little bit of time to get back. And I think um, it's nice to want to look nice. I think we feel good about that, but I think your priorities have to shift. Um, I used to run 15 to 20 miles a week before I had my babies, and once I had my babies, I was like, I, the Lord helped me. That wasn't, I did want to be physically active, but it might've been me pushing my baby in a stroller or going on a family walk. It was different than I didn't want to give that time. I didn't have that time to give to that. I wanted to give to my baby and the time that we had to spend together because you will not regret that in any way. Um, and I think God is more concerned with our character um, and, and who we are and who we're training these sweet babies up to be. It really is such an important job. Um, and I think if we put our focus on Jesus and what he has for us to do, that gives us more of a prioritized focus than just doing that. And we do want to be healthy, like you said. And we, if we can find other ways to do that or maybe talk with your spouse and figure out a time maybe where you can. But I knew for me that was not going to be a daily regimen. And I was okay with it. Um, I think this question probably not convicted me because I have worked out a lot, but this is something I have struggled with like all my life. So even before babies, um, I always struggled with body image and the image I had was due to unhealthy choices. So after having babies, I remember like just the struggle I was having. You guys go to church with me, so you know I crack all the time. And I was like, I'm not going to crack, but I may get teary-eyed. Um, but I prayed that the Lord would help me. Um, I just remember like, man, Lord, like I am never going to be pretty. I am never whatever. And I just remember the Lord coming to me one night and like just giving me a piece about the child that I had just birthed, the husband who loved me no matter what I look like. Um, that didn't give me permission to become unhealthy, but it gave me a piece of knowing like it is okay because my worth, my identity isn't in the shape of my body. Um, so even after I had our second child, like, and when I say these things, like, I mean, it's still a struggle. Like, it's not like I've completely overcome or whatever, like I'm, I'm human. Um, but the peace that when I can capture those thoughts and just sit in the Lord, the peace he gives me of just saying, it's okay, Lisa, like I designed your body. I, I knew what your body was going to go through before you were even born. So like his design for my body, um, and just trusting that we're, we're all designed differently. He created us one, we're created in his image and, um, just knowing that I, I'm not the same as Kathleen. I'm not the same as Crystal. I'm not the same as my sister. I'm not the same as my mom. So like all of our bodies are going to go through different things and that's okay. Um, so like my encouragement 
to the ones that are struggling would just go to scripture, like find your identity in Christ. Like remember that you're created in God's image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, Google, I mean, that's what I was like, does a body's does a woman's body really change during birth? Yes, it does. Like there are things in your body that may not go back to how they were and that can affect, you know, your image afterwards. And lastly, and I think it's super important, especially for Christian relationships is your spouse. Um, men love your wives, like let them know that you're, you're not in love with their body. Um, that's not why you love them. That's not the only reason you love them. All of my struggles with body image has never been because of a way Steve has made me feel. He's helped me through those times because I know like he loves me outside of that. So um, do you think it's helpful as a wife to be like, like, hey, it helps me when you say this or when you, you know, when you encourage me in this way? Because I feel like sometimes they don't know. Yeah. And they they want to help you, Uh but they just assume that you know that they think you're pretty you know yeah yeah no I think I think especially if it's like a major struggle in your life yeah I mean it's always good for me to share that with Steve um sometimes I may not completely believe it wholeheartedly even though I know he means it wholeheartedly so like fighting those things um but Steve didn't know that necessarily he's always been really good about that but um now that he does know, I think he does it a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> more. yeah. He's, yeah. he's definitely yeah. trying to communicate. Because yeah. I think, too, your husband does love you. You know, they do value us. And I think our kids, too, like, there are times where I get dressed and I'm like, oh, I don't even care what I look like anymore. Mm-hmm. Where before I was like, I can't wear this outfit this week because I didn't wear it this week. <laughs> now I'm like, do I have pants and a shirt? We're going to go. And my kids will say, like, Lucy's like, you're the most beautiful mom ever, you know, and just the Lord uses those little things. Yeah. And our husbands who do encourage us and, yeah. and who do know and love us no matter what and love us all the more, I feel like, mm-hmm. for bringing our sweet kids into the world. Yeah. It's so worth it. Babies are so worth yeah. whatever changes your bodies are going to go through. And our bodies are so temporary, too. Yes. Like, it's it's just for this life. Yeah. You know? Something practical that I did do is I got rid of a lot of clothes that I used yeah. to wear, like, pre-baby, mm-hmm. and that didn't quite fit me anymore because because I noticed every time I would like open a drawer Mm -hmm. I would think like oh I can't wear that yet but I will like I should be able to you know in a few months like I'll be able to wear that and then I wouldn't be able to and it would mess with me and then I'd have to find some other outfit you know throw something together Mm -hmm. um and I mean if that's I don't know I don't even know if if you have a goal of like fitting into your pre-baby clothes, I would, I would just be careful with that yeah. because I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's like, I wouldn't say it's sinful, but I would just be careful. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and like you said about like the house clean, that's not going to make you a better mom. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, you're, you being a mom isn't defined by you getting back into those jeans. Mm-hmm. You, Yeah. That's and hard. and your kids don't care. No, like they don't. I was talking to somebody after I had Lizzie and talking about how like I couldn't figure out when to shower, and she was like, "It's okay. Like they don't care if you smell." <laughs> <They don't. laughs> like I guess you're right. I, they don't really care. So, 
But um, yeah, I and I do like that verse in First um, Peter three, um, where he's talking about women and how your adorning shouldn't be merely yes. outward, um, and you should show your kids that like yeah. that character is so much more important, and that's what God looks at, especially if you have girls too. Like, yeah, I mean, our oldest is two, so I'm like just. I'm not quite there yet, but that is something in the back of my mind. Like, what would I want to tell her if she, you know, if she struggles with this someday after she has kids? Well, even before, gosh, I mean, this will be a whole nother tangent, so we won't go down that trail. But with girls, like, there's just so much out in the world that they get in their heads. So, like, if they see us on a constant struggle, I mean, it, I, it's good for them to know that we struggle with things, but it's also good for them to know the, how we get ourselves out of those thoughts and, and behaviors. So, um, just being mindful of that. I remember my mom is a godly woman and, but I remember like just all of her dieting things growing up, you know? So I was like, Oh, well, that's what I have to do. And I'm not saying mama love you. Like, <laughs> That's just what women did back then, you know? So, like, she was just doing what she knew. And, like, that – but that led to me doing all the things that I did. And I remember, like, Lord, I don't – I don't want McKaylin to have to go through that. Like, I'm sure she's going to go through something on her own just because of the world we live in. But, like, I don't want it to be because of me. Um, So I've just always been – and, again, never, ever perfect, but – I do try. <laughs> I do try. Yeah. I know this is a bonus question, but is there anything specific? Because you, you both have girls. Is there anything that you try to, like, enforce with them when it comes to, like, how they look at their bodies? We try to talk about modesty and about how, you know, while, while the world may dress for certain things, and we have conversations, and when the kids come home, you know, from school and things, we try to match it up with what scripture says and what the right view is of things. You don't have to dress a certain way. And I tell them all the time, I really held to my convictions and standards. It's okay to look nice, but that's not what your self-worth is. And you want to find someone who loves God. You know, that's what daddy, you know, he... Really, you know, wasn't worried about, you know, how I looked, you know, and um, have those conversations with them, but let them know we need to be modest. We need to be concerned about what God thinks, not what other people think. We don't have to dress a certain way to fit in or um, act a certain way to to be um, in the in crowd or whatever. Yeah. I would ditto all of that with McKaylin. Do you guys do anything specifically like with social media? Do you communicate anything about things that they might see or yeah I think with McKaylin getting older um and in high school and just all the influences that she has around her um I feel that our conversations have gotten a lot deeper and mm-hmm. and discussing that um I'm thankful that she sees our ways most of the time I mean She's a teenager too. So, um, but I'm thankful that I believe we've instilled that in her, like a sense of modesty. Like, I think she knows what she's allowed to get and not allowed to get. So I can pretty much even trust her to like try on stuff. And I knew she wouldn't ask me to buy something that I wouldn't be happy with. Um, So I feel, I do feel like 
over the last year, our conversations have kind of gotten more, not intense as in like mean or negative, but just deeper conversations over that and just really um, instilling in her that, again, like she doesn't have to dress a certain way um, and just being mindful of what she wears, when she wears it, um, even like pajamas and stuff around the house. You know, it's like when they wear certain things around the house, well, that's fine when you're just in the house. But if we have guests over or, you know, yeah. something like that, yeah. that might be not be the most appropriate thing to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be mindful of things like that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to part one of our motherhood in the little Years series. Tune in next week to listen to part two. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that like button and also hit that notification bell. So, you know, when we post new videos And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. We'll see you next week.